what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far, or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. March 27th, 2020, episode number 125. It's Friday, it's Friday. No. It doesn't mean much because nobody's working. I mean, you're working from home, but I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I was just saying no because I've heard, a, uh, <laughs> I've gotten more comments from us singing, I think, than any comment we've ever made on, on the actual podcast. So I'm just trying to cut back on the on the singing. Was it us singing or your singing? Because I've got a few comments too. Uh, to be honest, I think most of the comments were about my singing, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, as long as we're fair. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. I, I don't think, you know, Graham, Graham actually told me not to give up my day job. So uh, I will stay away from singing. It's all good. I never claimed to be a singer. I never even claimed to be a uh, co-host. Sure. Co-host. I never even claimed to be a co-host. I'm just trying to help carry this thing along and uh, have a casual conversation about flat track. So we're, I think we're doing that, but no more yeah, singing. Limit the singing. All right. Are you been staying safe? Dude, yeah, is there anything else to do these days except for stay safe and wash your hands, maybe? I've been washing my hands, staying safe. I've been trying to stay home, haven't been getting out of the house very much, just grocery store and then come back. I actually mowed the grass. I don't even know why, but something to do. I've been it's, it's, hanging some pictures up around the house. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy down here. You literally have to mow your grass every five days because it's like spring and summer season in Florida, and it grows like really? crazy. So, yeah. Really? Yep. Beginning some yard work, even though I mean it's good exercise, I guess. I just sit around all day. I'm I'm working. I'm working remotely, but I, I'm not really up and at him as much as I used to be when I when I'm in the office. So, gotta find things to keep you keep you exercised, keep you moving. But other than that, man, not a whole lot. We uh, it's been nuts, man. I I, I have my job, but they definitely made some cuts on my job and 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 cut pay a little bit so that was a little bit but i mean thankful that i still have a position thankful i'm able to work remotely and uh yeah man this thing's getting pretty pretty crazy and uh who knows how it's gonna go yeah i don't know either and and right now i'm not working at all because there's no racing going on so i'm sitting here thinking about finding unemployment or something i don't know what to do i'm sure something will come up soon i hope so uh yeah man as crazy as everything is is going on right now i got to live my dream earlier this week though you got a new Jeep? Um, that's not really my dream. That would be cool. Um, but no, I'm not trying to buy a new car right now. Um, you got another wiener dog. Did not get a new wiener dog. Um, um, nothing to do with wieners got, at all, actually. You got a new job? Even though my cat. Did you hear my cat? Um, <laughs> I did not get a new job. Uh, what, what happened? Uh, finally got an interview with a legendary announcer. You talk to me every week. You're not allowed in. Sorry. I think Boo just made the podcast. I did? I think she did. She's excited. Yeah, she's excited. Legendary announcer, Dave Despain. You got to talk to him? Uh, kind of. He was on a tank slapping podcast. We had him earlier. Uh, You haven't listened to that episode, by the way? I sent it to you. It's good to listen to it. Yeah, I've got so much going on today. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh, uh-huh. You should definitely do it, though. One hell of a dude. Right. Hell, uh, dude, the stories he tells, you would absolutely love. Like, old school stories. And, yep. uh, I don't know. I just love love that dude to death. You know how much I... I mean, he's my idol. Like, people look up... Like, a lot of kids are looking up to the riders of today. And, like, Scotty Parker. I looked up to Dave Despain and still do. So, uh, super cool for me to 
to even be a part of that uh was texting back and forth with him after the episode was done just sharing that with him and just really cool he actually i don't know if you heard it which is one of the reasons i wanted you to listen to it at the end he said actually gives me a shout out which that's awesome he said something like chris carter's one of the chris is one of the good guys i i don't even know if he knows who the hell i am he might but if he does and he said that i just think that's super cool if he doesn't he knows exactly what to say there you go exactly Either way, Dave Despain in a sentence said that I'm one of the good guys. So there you go. Whatever the hell it what actually like means, him, I'm cool with it. He knows he knows something and a lot, not just something, but he knows a lot about every form of motorsports. And it's insane. You know, on Win, the, the the show Wind Tunnel was just amazing to me how he could go from Indy cars to sprint cars to flat track to speedway to, to wait, anything. Are you a tunnel head? I, I watched Wind Tunnel. I was never a tunnel head. I, I watched it quite a bit, but man, I love that show. <laughs> Who's the guy that was on there that was angry all the time? I can't think of him. I'm a total brain fart right now. Was it the... Robin Miller. Robin Miller. Oh, yeah. He would always complain and just be upset about everything. Uh, So I was kind of wanting to hear from Robin Miller. So Dave would have to calm him down or walk him off the fence or what? It was an interesting dynamic. I think it was cool. But Robin Miller was always the guy interviewing. I think he was more of a four-wheel guy than a two-wheel guy usually. But um, where Dave... It was like indie... Yeah, he was like Indy cars and yeah, stuff like where, that. Where Dave, Dave was like more of a huge motorcycle fan that covered four-wheel. But it was good to interview him. It was really cool. I think there's some questions that I might have saved from when we interview him. Uh, right. But we actually got some good ones. And we actually asked him about falling off that... Scaffolding? The scaffolding and yeah. uh, hurting himself he, he, but still continued to... He didn't miss a beat. Yep. He kept announcing, kept announcing. And I remember him laying on the ground interviewing the riders. Yeah. Uh, he said that, uh, I don't remember who he said it was, but you'll have to listen, but one of the riders actually came up to him with the microphone and interviewed him, Dave Despain style, about his injury, which I thought was funny. Nice, nice, um, that's awesome. But yeah, no, he talked about Ricky Graham, he talked about uh, uh, a lot of cool stuff, and, and just just to hear him talk through those stories, man, it's like, you can just imagine living it, uh, and he's just got so many of those. I don't know, he's uh, one unique dude, and I actually got to interview him this week, so pretty stoked on that. Awesome. Dream come true. Congratulations. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Check. Check. But enough about that stuff. Let's talk some motorcycles. All right. Not much as far as news except for an open letter came out from Michael Locke the other day. Uh, Go ahead and announcing that Texas and Paris have been postponed and already Sacramento is postponed. So the season will open up in Lexington, Kentucky on a mile. And that's the first time I can remember ever opening up a season on a mile. Usually it used to open up in Houston on the Astrodome, then it moved to Daytona, you know, which are short tracks and TTs. I think it's been over 30 years since we've raced on a mile to open up the season. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it doesn't seem like that nuts, but it's the fact that it hasn't happened in over 30 years. Do you know what mile, did you mention what mile it was that they opened up back I, 30 years ago? I'm going to have to do some research because I don't remember it ever happening, but that was what the letter stated from Michael Locke. So I'm going to do gotcha. some digging. If I can't find out, I'll ask Bert Sumner because he, he's my uh, statistics man. It's the stat man. The stat man. I saw something really funny that he posted. I don't even know if he meant it to be funny, but I thought it was funny. Uh, what you got? He, he said, it, I'm going to be the first to say it. Out loud, uh, that Tom Tom Rakisa made a great decision by not running the May race, and couldn't agree more. Wow! Yeah, yeah absolutely. Steve Nace has races planned that weekend in Springfield, but I don't know if that's going to happen yet. I'll have to reach out to Steve Nace and see what's going on. We'll see what happens with the timeline of everything here in the next couple of weeks. But not much in the flat track world to report on as far as news. You're right, just that that one announcement. Uh, 
We gave the number plate away. We did that Sunday. Yep. We did that live on Instagram. That's the uh, first time we've done that. We did a little testing before, but we actually went live and uh, gave the number plate away, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was the uh, first time we ever did the Instagram live, uh, but, you know, people love the video, so you're seeing a lot of content uh, from the house. Um, not even that high-budget stuff, you know, people with cell phones uh, just going live. A lot of shows are doing live from their couch and stuff, so it's it's kind of an interesting time, and what I love most about it, it, it low-budget content right right? so exactly it doesn't have to be crazy good uh it's it's kind of cool to me to see how people are transitioning given the times given our current situation but continuing to do what they love and what the people want to see so this was easy to transition did you see last weekend that robbie bobby put on like a small like kind of invitational race at pensacola i did see that how many people were there not that many i don't know just the racers i think there's I think there's nine racers and, you know, whoever helps out the racers. But it was an interesting format. They did three different races, and the, the lowest point total took the win, and it was Cody Cop. That's badass. Yeah. And there were some decent names in there. Was Coase racing? Yep. Coase was there. He's hanging out down there. Gautier, who probably has more laps on that racetrack than anybody else. Yeah. Um, it looked like Joe Cop was riding. Uh, a few other guys were down there. Uh, Justin Jones was there. And a couple others. I didn't get to see it, but I heard all about it. It's awesome. It may be uh, Robbie Bobby's time to shine, right? He Every Friday night, fire up those lights and uh, do some live streaming. I'd tune in. Hell, I'd pay what I pay for NBC uh, Sports app to, to watch some racing the way I'm at Absolutely. now. Absolutely. We're, we're all joneser for something, so it'd be pretty cool. And uh, speaking of Cody Cop, I saw he posted uh, yesterday or the day before, I think he rode an Indian FTR 750 for the first time down in Ocala. And, man, that had to be cool. Is he not, like, only 12 years old? How old's that kid? He's, like, 15. That's he looks crazy. like he's 12. He's a little bitty guy, but he's I think he's 14 or 15 now. And he's already got throwing a leg over that FTR 750, huh? So jealous. Yeah. You need to set up something where you can ride one this year. Where you, where would you want to do it? I don't even know. Dude, I, you, you do. Think about I it just, right now. I'm putting you on the spot. What track... If given the opportunity, would Scotty Dubler want to throw a leg over the FTR 750? A clay oval. How about that? Clay so oval. that would be Charlotte. That'd be like at Charlotte? Atlanta. Charlotte might be a little fast for some of these people. Let me borrow their motorcycle. Uh, Paris. You know, it's a shorter. You know, it's a shorter half mile. It's a smaller track. Atlanta be all right. I don't know. Somewhere that hook, that's hooked up. Nobody's gonna let me ride their bike. I bet you we can make it happen. We know enough people. <laughs> I'm retired, Chris. I mean, I'm not saying you have to race, but let you take a spin a couple laps. I'd love to see that. Throw on the old leathers. There you go. Bust out the old leathers. All right. My leathers don't even fit. They shrunk. Anyways, you want to get into this week's interview? Yeah, I can't wait for this one. I'm super excited. We've we've talked to this guy before. Yes. But we're going to talk about the 2020 season. Yes. Yeah, so uh, they're definitely uh, doing a little different deal overseas next year. It's going to actually be a new series. I think it's sponsored by Indian, right? It's just Flat Track Euro Series, or is there... a name for it i think there's gonna be two different series okay. so we'll have to ask him about it when we give him a call gotcha um we'll definitely have to talk about that i mean we haven't talked to him since i think the whole last season ran after we talked to him so catch up on that and get his take on uh that fast and left film because i think he was at the premiere or knew the people that put on the premiere or something we'll have to ask him about barry the punk barry obviously races their series and i know he was at that banquet which we can probably talk to him about too but you want to give anthony a call Dial him up. Here we go. Hello. Anthony, how are you doing, sir? 
I'm doing great. How are you, Scotty? Man, I am good. So are you uh, are you working right now? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm at work right now. Um, just just basically finishing up for the day. So just got time to talk to you. So you're actually at work. I mean, a lot of people over here are quarantined and working from home. So yeah, uh, you you actually are going to work, and then do you go straight home, or what's it like yeah. over there? Exactly that. So um, yeah, we um, the company I work in, we make uh, fiber optic products, and 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 those products, some of those go into. Um, like critical care applications and stuff like that. So um, we've got like a, a tiny shift of people here, just a few, a handful of people each day coming in and making stuff. So, um, so yeah, we're still um, we're still still working. Everyone else, pretty much, if they're not in a in a key manufacturing industry or something they can't do at home, then um, then they're, they're they're inside. So I just kind of drive to work, to do my stuff, and then and then drive home again. So tell me this over here. There's no toilet paper to be found in any of the stores. Did that happen <laughs> over there as well, or is it just our Americans that are worried about that? No, you know what? What is anyone to think that the the coronavirus gives you the shits? I don't know. I don't know where they got this from. It's I don't weird, either. Though. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I mean, same, it's like every, everybody's here. freaking out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this country, no toilet paper, no potatoes. That's another one. We like okay. our potatoes over here. Um, they've gone. Uh, disinfectant and hand wipes. Okay. Um, it's getting a bit better actually. These last few days, I went to the shop for my elderly neighbours yesterday, and they had some stuff again. So it's calming down. Okay, us too. I think I haven't seen the toilet paper back in stock yet, but I think I went grocery shopping a few days ago and just loaded up the cart. But you know, just to have stuff just in case they shut the grocery stores down, I want to be prepared to at least be able to feed myself for a little while. So everything else normal, other than other than that. Yeah, I mean, we had to. Um, we've cancelled out our first uh, two UK rounds this year, which is, it's you know, it's gutting when you put a load of effort and work into getting everything going. Um, mm -hmm. So certainly the April and May rounds won't happen in the UK this year, and we had also the guys over in Holland have uh, postponed the first um, Euro round, which was uh, um, over in Amsterdam, a, a track called uh, Lallystad. Um, dirt track Lallystad and um, those guys over there have had to camp. They were due to uh, we were due to race there in the first weekend in May, the bank holiday weekend, national holiday over here. But again, okay. that's um, that's cancelled out. But um, other than that, you know, we're still we're still planning at the moment on on trying to run as much as we can this year. So um, aside from aside from all the stuff that's going on outside, we're still really busy planning stuff and trying to make stuff happen are those races canceled completely or are they just postponed do you think you'll try to make them up i think it will depend how long the situation goes on for and if we can if we can get to a resolution the the one thing you know we're running a we're running a sporting club and certainly my own values if we've got like key key workers and, and healthcare people still tending for people who are sick on ventilators and stuff like that, I'm not going to run a race meeting. So okay. um, we'll wait till, wait till we know that we're allowed and we'll take advice from um, our um, governing bodies and our insurers and that kind of stuff. And when things are good to go, as soon as we can, we'll get going again. And depending on when that is, will depend how much how much stuff we can we we're governed by the weather over here in the UK right kind right. of um kind of after 
September, end of September, October time, like you just you're fighting a losing battle. I understand. So we're we're trying to uh, race at the end of May. I think the first race will be like the last weekend of May. But they're trying yeah. to put all 18 rounds in if if possible. So again, it will depend on you know if if we can with you know just like the same thing you're fighting with over there, the paramedics and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully we can get them all in and and uh, we'll get the the season underway here. Hopefully at the end of May. But uh, let's talk about 2019 a little bit. How did the DTRA season go? You know, I think it was our I think it was our best season ever. We grew again in numbers. We had um, we had over 200 people join join our, our race wow. series last year. We had I think our biggest single meeting. I think we had around about 170 riders over over nice. over two days. Yeah, we've we've had some we've had some really big UK rounds. We've also rolled out had our first go at doing this European series and. Um, that that kicked off really well and we had some really good interest from from all over europe in that and that's encouraged us to go on and do that again for a second year and try to grow that it's also kind of um kicked to the um kick-started the fim into um really taking things seriously and that, i don't know whether any of the guys over in the u.s have seen but they've also announced a um they're calling it a world championship, but I'm not quite sure how it can be a world championship if the if the USA is not involved. But um, they're they're running um, what they're calling the World Series of or championship of um, of flat track throughout Europe as well. So we've got a little competition this year. We've got more than more than one series in in, in Europe, and that's really you know as far as I'm concerned, that's that's a great thing. The more the more riding and the more opportunity there is for people, um, the the be- the better things are. So yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll help grow the sport too. I mean, if you get interest over there, they might come over and race your series and vice versa. You know, I mean, I think it's good. For sure. I mean, you you, you will you will have seen the Daytona entry list. Cardus was on there again. Um, mm-hmm. He he was he was on his way over. Um, I was out in Spain um, in February with some of the UK riders, and we 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 called into into his place into Rocco's Ranch. Um, Right by the um, circuit de Catalunya, the road race, the road race circuit, and mm-hmm. um, we, we we did some laps on his TT and some laps on his oval. We're, we're going to try and work on work on something together with the guys down there. One of the things that we haven't really spoken with many people about yet, but one of the things I was going to mention to you guys is we're going to really try and promote something um, pretty big towards the end of either towards the end of this season, November, December time, or January, February time over in Spain as a, um, you know, kind of the time the Super Prestigio used to happen, but we're going, okay. to try and, we're going to try and run something over there in the next winter series for sure. Wow, that'd be awesome. Let us know for sure. We'll help promote it, and I'd love to be a part of it too. If I come check it out, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, 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 we, we, we like that a lot. So we're going to um, – I'm talking with those guys at the moment. We'll, when, when we work out what's going to work out best – you know, during the winter over here, we've got lots of road races that haven't got anything to do. We've got lots of um, the flat track riders who are from the north of Europe who don't have anything to do. And these Spanish guys, they're really, um, they're really stepping up their their their, their game. A- alongside um, Cardus, you've got the winner of our 2019 series. Actually, um, the UK series was a Spanish guy called Gerald Bailo. Okay. He, um, he was he was on a on a Kawasaki from the um, George's Greenfield team. Second place in our UK series was another Spanish guy called uh, Fran Sastra Ferry. 
and he also won the European series for 2019. So wow. he came out. He came out and rode at Travelers Rest at the Johnny Lewis's uh, Winter Olympics. That was his prize. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, he uh, he did pretty good there as well. Actually, he didn't. Um, I think he didn't win the half mile, but I think he won overall. He won the TT and um, a couple of other things. So yeah, he was the. I think he was the overall winner over there. So that was pretty cool. That's that's awesome. So on the DTR uh, season last year, were there any any moments that just stuck out to you? What was your favorite moment of the year? Oh, we had a, we had a we had a bunch of really good stuff happen to us in in this year. Yeah, we had first thing was we had some really great race meetings. Um, we tried to run our pro our pro calendar under the under under spotlights if we could. So a lot of the tracks we ran at night with the pros, and then on the Sunday we had the. Um, we had the um, the rest of the classes. I don't know if I've got a favourite. I think um, I'll tell you this one thing. I went to pick up my my parents. We were we were running the, uh, the meeting at Greenfield at, at the um, Oval at Greenfield. I went to pick up my parents early in the morning. Pack, practice had just started, and I came back and there was no bikes running. And um, I went over to the track and there was um, there was a French guy, a real nice French guy called Frank Chatterkeen, and he laid on the track and he's he's high sided on a hooligan and he's, he's broke his collarbone and I wonder, I, I go over to see him and he's kind of, he's kind of unconscious on the track, just coming around and his wife's laid next to him on the track as well. His girlfriend, I'm yeah. like, she's not, she's not riding. She's just, she's just laid there. <laughs> I, I couldn't work out what was going on and he's fallen off and, um, hurt his shoulder. She's come running over to see him, like being brought onto the track with the medics and she's faint. She's got seen him and fainted and they're both, oh, they're both no. so I, I I didn't see what happened, but they were both both side by side on the track. <laughs> I don't think that, I've ever seen that good. before. <laughs> I, I just literally went five minutes to collect my parents, came back, and I was like, "How how have we had this accident where we've got a rider and a and a spectator on the track at the same time?" Wow, that crazy. is a crazy moment. Yeah, that is a crazy moment yeah. for sure. So, uh, did you see the Fast and Left movie? Yeah, yeah, we um we had a UK um we had a UK premiere here. Um, some guys sorted out a um a benefit for um, Oliver Brindley, and we had a UK premiere. I was actually when that premiere w- was on over here. I was actually out in the USA. I came over for the Born Free race that was in Santa Maria. And okay. Then I and then also the Moto Beach Classic, and then I was back over actually for the one show too. I came over um, to ride. I rode uh, Vets and um, what was the other class? I rode a couple of classes at the one show as well. Cool. What did you think of the movie? Oh, you know, it's fantastic. I missed it at the premiere, but um, I, I caught it. I caught up with it as soon as I could um, when I got back. You know, it felt like. Um, it felt like there wasn't a lot of difference between what the experiences that we that we have in Europe and in the UK to um, to, to 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 what goes on over there. And I kind of I kind of know that anyway from attending a few race meetings in the USA. But I think it really captures the spirit and the feeling, the um, and and the reasons why people like to go racing. For me, that was the that was the main thing. It was about capturing, you know how people how people react and how people feel and what the how the how families get on and generations go through their racing careers and it doesn't matter whether you're a young kid or an old guy or somewhere in between it brings people together and relationships together in ways that um that um 
don't normally happen. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've always said it's it's a flat track family, and it just kind of put it all together, like little bitty guys, pros, and you know, even the veteran guys out there. But they all get along, and and they'll do anything for any anybody else. So I think it's the same over there too. That's what we're aiming for, and that's the that's the reputation we the the DTRA has, and I think that's why. What what's especially nice for me now is especially in 2019 in our UK series we had a Spanish guy win um, our number one plate. We had um, a French guy, a guy called uh, Frank Castelli, win our our rookie class for the mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. We had another French guy, Dimitri Cost. He won our um, vintage class this year. You know our top two were Spanish. Our third was UK. We had a Dutch guy win his first ever meeting outright here, a guy called Michael Dijkstra, who's ridden over there before. He rode yep. Meadowland the year before last, I think. Um, okay, he won I his think first so. half mile. He won his first half mile meeting with us um, in um, August last year. So not only have we got this big family of people, it's from it's from all over Europe as well, and that's fantastic: Germany, France, Spain, Netherlands, Belgium. So yeah, um, really good. Awesome. So you just mentioned that you came over here and rode, rode the Moto Beach and the One Moto Show. What classes were you riding? So um, Moto Beach, I, I've got a, a real good buddy out of Southern California, uh, uh, Rob Bush, and he lent me a, just a 450 uh, DTX bike for um, Moto Beach. That was kind of, I kind of enjoyed the, um, I rode the weekend before at Santa Maria for the Born Free um uh, Sportsman's Cup first, and I enjoyed that more. It was kind of a nice little um, clay stock car track inside a stock car track. That was a lot of fun. The Motor Beach, I'm not a big tarmac rider. I, I, it's not, it's not something I can do well. So I kind of, kind of pobbled around at the back, you know, like wobbled about and had had a go. I was out there with uh, Leah, and Leah was riding um, the SNS Indian, the Hooligan bike. It was her first um, US uh, Hooligan race. And she did pretty good, actually. She, um, she, um, I think, uh, I don't think the guys were ready for her. She, um, she did good there. And then she was out again at the, um, at the one moto. She won a, she won a heat. I think she was the first female rider to win a hooligan heat ever in the, um, in the U.S. She didn't, um, make the final. She was just off in the last chance, but, um, she won a heat anyway. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, she's the real deal for sure. I keep track of her on Instagram, and and she is she's a fast rider. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she grew up racing, um, racing on the beach over here in the UK. So that's that's fast racing, and it's it's deep, it's cold, it's um, it's it's rough. So just like just like Oliver Brindley, same 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 deal. She grew up doing that, and um, she's made the transition to flat track racing really well. She's a really good uh, rider on the 450s. Indian Motorcycle hooked her up with a with a hooligan ride a couple of years ago. Um, started off on a Scout, and now she's on the FTR, the 1200. And it's a it's a big bike for. She's she's not particularly um, she's not particularly tall, but she's pretty strong. You know, she can she can she can handle it pretty well. And she she gives, she was giving the guys a run for the money out there. I think they were surprised. Yeah, I think so too. So. Um... We had Barry the Punk on a while back. Did you get to listen to that uh, ep- or you know that podcast? Yeah. yeah, of course. I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss. Um, I wouldn't miss Barry. He's uh, he, he. I think he travels the most miles for all the guys in the UK. I mean, he lives. He lives up in Scotland. Uh, his his nearest race is probably a four hour drive for him. And, okay. Um, 
when we race down in the south of England, you're probably looking at eight, ten hours. Okay, I got you. Is there something that he didn't mention on here that's something funny that, that you know about Barry the Punk or something interesting that he that we didn't get to? I don't know. I, I I don't know that I can. I don't think I I can tell you anything too outrageous about him. I just all, all I see is I see him. I see him in the pits. I see him. Um, I see him racing. I see him drinking. I see him hanging out <laughs> with his buddies. And yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. He, he had a he had a really nice kilt on when he came to our awards ceremony. All right. Well, he, let's he talk was, about he was the looking pretty smart. Yeah, I bet he was. Let's talk about the awards ceremony. How did that go for 2019? I was pleased, you know. We had um, we had uh, all the guys from all over Europe come over and, and, and pick everything up. We ran it at um, one of our one of our key sponsors and supporters since the very beginning is a is a company over here called Crazy Horse. And Crazy Horse have a a bunch of dealerships throughout the UK, and they were just opening a new dealership. It's kind of like a it's kind of an old barn farmhouse type type thing. And we had some fire pits and some barbecue and uh, pizzas and stuff, and um, it was great. We had a fun we had a fun night and um, got everyone the appreciation they deserve for their for their years riding. And yeah, it went real good. It was it was a, it was a really fun night. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about 2020. You said when we first started talking that you've already uh, you know postponed or possibly canceled the first two rounds. Um, is it a new series name or what's the title of your series for 2020? We have the DTRA Flat Track Nationals, um, which is the okay. UK series, and mm-hmm. that's seven rounds. Like I said, the first two, I'm not going to say cancel because um, we're going to play it by ear and we'll see what we can do. You know, if okay. we can get them in, we'll get them in. And then we also have the Indian Motorcycle um, Euro Series, which is three rounds, actually four rounds this year. We've expanded it. So the okay. first race round is in Holland, and that's been postponed. That was the Hell's Race. Um, the second round is here in the UK at Greenfield. It's our TT, which is mm-hmm. in June, which is the 6th and 7th of June. And I have a feeling that that will probably end up being the first UK round if, if, if things get better quickly enough for that to happen. And then we're in Wheels and Waves in Spain, El Rollo, which is in mid-June, 13th of June. And then mm-hmm. in September, we're in um, Germany for a race called Crowd Race, which was a, um, we did that for the first time last year. Um, me and Leah went out to ride that, and that was a really good kind of fun. This year, it's going to be on a, on a deep half mile, actually, that track. So um, just um, near Hamburg. So are you so, in charge um, of both series, Anthony, or, or what is your role in each, each series? So for the UK series, myself and my partner Anna run the run the DTRA, and you know we've got a team of guys that help us to actually organise the events. And then for the Euro series, what I'm doing is just bringing together events that already exist. So I'm liaising with the promoters of events like Wheels and Waves and Crowd Race and Hell's Race, and saying to those guys, "Hey, can you meet our class specifications? And if you can, then." will use your rounds to um to for people to score points in to um, make up a full a full series so i don't have to get too involved in the um you know the organization and the everything else of the events themselves but i just collect the points at the end of it and we we put some stuff in the podiums and, and we do stuff and then we add up all those points at the end of the time and then we say okay you know this guy's this guy's done the best this guy you know and that's how we score it Right on. Who are some of the top riders we should be uh, watching for in 2020? 
for sure both of the Spanish riders, Gerard Bailo and Fran Sastra Ferry. Both of those guys are, are really hot. Um, Toby Hale still, he's still, um, he's, he's still, you know, right up there on the podiums. Uh, Alan Burtwistle's brother, Gary, Gary Burtwistle. Mm-hmm. He won both of the, he won the UK and the European hooligan championships this year. Um, wow. There's a, the Dutch guy, um, uh, Michael Diestra, mm-hmm. um, obviously um, Frank Cardus. And then we've got some really good youth riders coming through as well. There's a, there's a, a young guy called Ted Wilkinson. He's going to give him another two or three years. He's going to be right up there. There's another guy called Jack Bell, Luke Gardner. And there's um, a, a guy that's just moved up from our youth series into our adult series this year called Fergus Bluff. And Fergus is going to be a, a real good rider too. Awesome. So, so there's a few names a, for you to look out for. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a few names. I've, I've heard a lot of those names already, but I can't wait to see your, your, your up-and-comers when they move up into the adult series and, and go pro and come over here and race with us. So um, all the tracks over there, you said there's a couple of them that were – were like a deep half mile and stuff like that. How how much do they compare to our tracks on the national circuit over here? Yeah, I'd say that um, when we use really high quality speedway tracks, our short tracks are world class. You know, we've got really really good short tracks because of the speedway background in the UK. You, you know, you wouldn't find their their billiard table smooth, and um, they they vary. We we had a we, we rode a track in 2019, the Peterborough round, which is at the MCN Festival, and it rained all day, and we ran the pros at night, and it has got to be the smoothest, grippiest little short track that you ever saw. It was fantastic. Our bigger tracks um, in the UK tend to um, tend to be horse tracks, and they're they're rougher and normally deep. We don't have any we don't really have any big um, clay play half miles or anything like that in the UK. In Europe, I'm starting to um, I'm starting to get into the idea of using some of the big tracks that are used for long track racing in in Europe, and they've got some you know one kilometer over half under the probably three quarter mile tracks. Okay. Um, um, we're going to use a half mile this year in the European series, and then and then we'll see where we go from there. And for sure, if we run something at Rocco's Ranch, that's a fantastic little quarter-mile clay oval that I believe originally it was uh, Kenny Roberts that built that track. When he was out in Spain, he wanted to do a copy of a U.S. track, and I think he built that track originally. And that's been reinstated by the, um, uh, the Cardis brothers. That track is really cool. I got to go there whenever I came in and did the Super Procedure. We went up there the first day, and... And there was bikes on the track the entire day, and it didn't seem like it needed any track maintenance at all. The track just held together. It was perfect, and it looked like so much fun. I wish I had a bike to go out there and ride on it, and it was awesome. Yeah, I rode there. For, I haven't, I've ridden a lot in Spain before, but I'd never ridden there before, and I rode there for the first time um, in February, just gone. And we rode the TT one night, and that was great, and then we rode the Oval, and that was just – it was awesome. I had a lot of fun there. I probably did 10 or 15 sessions out there, just constant, out on the bike, out on the bike, smoked a back tire. It was fantastic. I'm really wow. looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to running, running some, uh, running some racing there with those guys soon. Yeah, it'd be really neat to have a race out there. I just, I didn't know they even raced out there. I thought that was just a practice track. So that's really cool to have that on the circuit. Um, is there any difference? I mean, you guys running, have you tried the new uh, Dunlop tires we got over here? Or are you guys still running the different tires over there? 
So we're still um, we're still with Dunlop um, for 2020, and we're we didn't get any of the fours yet. So we're still on um, we're still on threes at the moment. Um, there's nothing to stop the riders using fours if they if they get hold of them. But there's not there's not any over here right now. That's for sure. So yeah, our series for the pros and the um, rookies and the intermediate classes, it's uh, Dunlop's the control tire, just like the AFT. Right on. Well, we got Graham's question. Graham sent me anything a little bit different, and she wanted to know. We kind of, you kind of touched on it a little bit ago, but in the future, you think there's going to be a world championship for flat track? Do you know? Um, I th- I think there could be, and um, I think that if there is, it will need a promoter because the FIM are brilliant at putting on you know really world class events, but they I, I don't think they're really promoters of those sorts of things. So I think for for there to be a world championship, somebody's going to need to step up and um, and be the promoter for that. And I think the the the, the hurdle or the stumbling block that's not that's likely to, to 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 be difficult to understand is how because we've got a concentration of riders in Europe, we've got some in Australia and Japan, and we've got some in the USA. It's how the availability of machinery in the countries that they go to so that they can hop on stuff and, and ride them. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the question. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, it's actually a two part question. Cause she also wanted to know if you're planning to attend any grand nationals this year in the United States, because she would like to shake your hand. Uh, she, she values you cause you're someone who helps promote flat track around the world. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know when this year, but um, at some point we're going to be there. And, and as soon as I know, myself and Anna will come out. And as soon as I know when it is, I'm going to tell you guys so that we can all um, hook up and say hi. But yeah, for sure, we will be there somewhere in um, in 2020. Awesome. And before we let you go, I uh, just want to check in and uh, didn't know if you knew anything about how Oliver Brindley was getting along. Uh, I, I heard you stay in contact with the family. So do you have any news for us? Yeah, I do. When I when I knew I was going to be talking to you today, Scotty, I um, I spoke to Derek Oliver's dad, and um, he he sent me a little message, so I can, I can read that message out if you like. Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. So um, it says Oliver is stable in his rehab facility in Doncaster, England, which is right near our home. He suffered a severe traumatic brain injury and massive facial fractures. He has had a titanium plate fitted in his skull recently and that all went to plan and he looks like Oliver again. Other than some Great. possible cosmetic surgery in the future, it's all rehabilitation time from now on. We have no idea if he will be able to walk or talk again, but he is trying to talk and he is moving his legs. Oliver knows who he is, he knows where he is, and he's obviously very frustrated and upset about his injuries. He knows what happened on that terrible night in Meadowlands and he's very angry about it. We are doing all that we can to help Oliver recover, to live a meaningful life, and we truly believe with his determination that he can do this. We would like to thank the riders, teams, and helpers and fans who have sent prayers, messages, gifts, and raised money to be used on his rehabilitation with all our hearts. When we turned on Oliver's phone, the front screen said, remember the guy who gave up, question mark, neither did anyone else. This about sums up his mindset. Thank you and lots of love from Derek, John, Jen, and Lucy. So that's the message from Derek. Awesome. I I really, really appreciate it because it's been kind of quiet on the home front, and we know he's going through real rehabilitation. But, 
you know, that he can recognize and know what's going on. That that is just amazing to me. And I, I definitely appreciate you uh, sharing that with our, our listeners here on Off the Groove. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I when I said to Derek this morning that um, that I, I that I was going to be calling up with you today, Scotty, um, he was straight on to me, and he it was a it was it's a really heartfelt thank you to everybody because um, we know um, we know that you know that he he was a he was a foreign rider over with you guys, and we feel everybody over here feels like he was he was looked after by the fans and the supporters and the race teams better than better than we could have hoped and um everybody reached out to Derek and his family and really looked after him and, and we all really appreciate that so mm-hmm. um a big thank you to everyone who did that from me and from um from the from the Brindley family absolutely i mean yeah it, we took him in he was a, he's a great kid and they're a great family and and i think you know like we mentioned earlier this flat track it's a it's a family and i think we were we're there to help him because he's one of ours you know yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think you know the Brindleys as a family, they're quite a private family, and they want to be able to share good news with people. And I hope that everyone can appreciate that, that, that they've kept themselves themselves for a while, while while Oliver's been going through some really tough times. And um, and I hope that message um, I hope that message answers a lot of people's questions because I know a lot of people will be really interested to know how Oliver's doing. Absolutely. We, we appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, before we let you go this morning or today, would you like to say thanks to anybody before we let you go? Yeah, I would, if you don't mind. Can I say thank you, first of all, to um, Anna, my partner, who works with me doing everything for the DTRA. Second of all, I'd like to thank some of our sponsors. Number one, the guys that have really helped us out for the last three years, which is the guys at Indian Motorcycle, Steve Kane um, in particular, and um, Grant Bester. Those guys over there, Melanie, they really do a great job for us. So thank you guys very much. Um, Dunlop Tires, the guys at Deus, Forever Two Wheels, all of our all of our UK sponsors, um, the guys that help us out there. We've got a guy called FTH. We've got Taco Designs. We've got Survivor Customs. We've got Cobilt. We've got Cyburn Magazine. All the great work that Gary does. He is um, he is as passionate about um, flat track racing as anybody else that I know, and he, he you know whether it's the fast and left film, whether it's talking about AFT, whether it's um, giving interviews or whatever, then um, his magazine is for me the the thing that I that I always pick up. So anybody that hasn't yet, please make sure you pick up one of Gary's magazines. And then just all of the riders for signing up and all of the spectators and helpers and the guys across Europe that are making, um, are taking on what we're doing in the UK and making it better. So thank you to everybody who's doing that. Right on. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, just want to make sure to keep promoting your series. And, and I hope to see you soon here in the 2020 season. I hope we get back to racing soon and, and uh, stay, stay safe over there, okay? Yeah, thank you. And the same, Scotty. We'll see you in the U.S. And um, I'm going to be in touch with you because I'm sure if we run something over here in um, in Spain in the winter, we're going to need your help. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. That yes, was sir. a hell of an interview. Dude, I, I, I like talking to that guy. He's got lots of knowledge, and he loves flat track, I think, just about as much as I do. No, it's cool to see somebody, uh, somebody like that repping flat track across the pond uh i love the way we ended it with that amazing update from derek brindley uh given the current circumstance you know it's, it's not the best news but it's really good news to hear that 
and it's been quiet for too long so mm-hmm. i was really worried about what was happening over there so it was it was uplifting it's it's good that he knows what's going on he's responding he's moving his legs and uh he like like he said he's mad at what happened but any racer would be i think you know if i was in a bad wreck I, i'd be pissed off too you know yeah. so i'm okay with that you know he's got feelings he's got emotion that's good yeah and we know that he's one super strong kid and uh looking forward to him continuing the good fight so yeah man it's uh always good to hear updates from molly so uh what else man what else you got going on this week not much man just kind of taking it easy i don't have any plans just yet uh working with aft might have a new project coming up here real soon so we'll have to yeah. let you know if that comes through and uh and i don't know just kind of keep doing my thing and trying to stay safe and and uh, that's about it that's one hell of a teaser to end on you want to quit while the getting's good absolutely keep around four wheels stay safe down there and everybody just be safe you know we'll, we'll get through this we'll get back to racing just as soon as we can what are they supposed to do that like button i don't think you got you've reminded them in a while I'm supposed to smash that like button <laughs> Tell all your friends about our podcast. Share it. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, bro. Peace. Hey, so we always have these little parts at the end where I put like a soundbite or something at the end. I think, you know, given the the topic of this episode and uh, the update we got from Ollie, I think it might be worth us spending our time to talk to people in the community and get a few messages for Ollie. What do you think? Dude, I love that idea. Oliver, uh, these people are thinking about you. I know you've been hearing a lot of messages. I'm sure your dad and your, your mom and sister have been telling you what's going on, but Ollie, these people reached out to us, and and this is for you, bud. Stay strong. We love you, Ollie. Hey, Ollie. It's Keely. Hope you're doing all right. Just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you and hope to see you soon. Oliver, it's slow. How you been, bud? I know you're in there somewhere. Mama Tried Weekend wasn't the same without you, even though it was pretty much a shit show. We missed you. Would have been a bunch of fun. You know things got canceled. Hang in there, homeboy. I send you Snapchats all the time. I'm going to share this number with Miles, too. We love you. Oliver Brinley, Corey Texter calling. Just wanted to call and say hi. We're thinking of you, buddy. Hope you're recovering well. Hope things are going well over there. You're one of the fastest short track riders I've ever raced with. I enjoy our battles, man. And, uh, man, get well soon. I'll check in with you from time to time. And uh, we're thinking of you, dude. Keep pulling. Hey, Ollie. This is Ezra. You know, the River West Wrecking Crew really misses you right now. Uh, would love to see you again. Bye. Hey, Ollie. It's uh, Sammy Sabedra here. I just wanted to let you know uh, I think about you a lot. And I can't wait to see you get better, man. And uh, when that day comes, I'll see you in Doncaster. Cheers. What's up, Ollie? It's Jesse. And Red. I uh, miss you, man. Hope everything's healing up okay over there. And hope the family's staying strong. We're thinking about you pretty much every day. We miss you, Ollie, and we can't wait to see you soon. What's up, Ollie? Chad Coase. 
I just want to tell you I've been thinking about you every day, man. Praying for you and praying for your recovery since Meadowlands. I just want to tell you a quick story of one of the many great memories that I've had with you. I still remember our first time training together. Uh, We were in Arizona. Shoot, it was probably about 110 degrees out. And there was a handful of us racers staying at our buddy Keith Williams' house. And uh, I asked everyone if they wanted to go for a run. And, you know, everyone declined, of course, said no. But you gave me a look with a smile on your face. And you're like, I'll go, mate. (laughs) You know, in that English accent. And uh, obviously we were competitors and had a race that weekend. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to give this kid a taste of what's coming. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this kid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, during that run, multiple times I tried dropping you, you know, or at least putting you in, in as much pain as possible. And uh, every time I did, I'd look over at you expecting you to be hurting. But uh, you'd sort of just smile back at me like, I'm still here, bud. And uh, at the end of that run, I really put the hammer down. And it, dude, it was like a full-out sprint for probably the last half mile. We were literally neck and neck, just waiting for the other person to to fold, to just crumble. And neither of us did. And afterwards, we both sort of fell to the ground in pain and suffered together. And uh, at that moment, I thought to myself, wow, this kid is special. He definitely has no quit in him. You know, I also want you to know, like that day, you're not in this alone you know you have people that are here with you and going through some some of the pain and uh obviously uh it's tough but you know i think that man i truly believe that you were built to overcome any obstacle you're just a fighter man i love you we all love you and i just can't wait to see you again man i i really miss you and from the bottom of my heart i uh yeah i've been thinking about you so I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Bye. This is Kathy Dubler, also known as Graham Dubler. Uh, Scotty Dubler is my grandson. I have watched you race the flat track races in the United States. I am so impressed with your riding. I'm so impressed as an example of a good human being. I wish you all the happiness in the world. I want you to get well. I want you to come back and see us. Thank you for listening to this message. We all love you in the United States. Bye-bye.